Welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods and this is Dr. J. And I'm Jarrell, your other half. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another week and another episode of the podcast. And like we start every podcast, like us, rate us, review us, share us out, follow us on Instagram, Educated Food Podcast, um, or Educated underscore Food Podcast at that on Instagram. We appreciate the likes and the views on all our videos, but let's translate that to listens, people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, This week, um, I think we're going to talk a little bit of Title IX since the 50th anniversary. Um, And we can't go this week without talking about Drake and Beyonce. So we're going to talk about them, too. Of course not. Um, And whatever other foolishness we get into this week. But before we hop into that, let's start our check in. How you doing, my brother? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Um, Life is definitely going great. I am absolutely exhausted. Like when you text me like, hey, we doing a show tonight. I'm just like, oh, shoot. Time's slipped by. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Let me get up out this bed and finish watching. Well, wrapping up this episode real quick, because I got into a new show called Evil on uh, Paramount. Okay. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. And yeah, that's all I'll say. It's pretty good. Go check it out. Um and what else? Um, no, not. I mean, everything. Everything is everything. Can't complain. Job's going great. Personal life going great. We went to something in the water last weekend, and um, we we never have to do that again. <laughs> it was not necessarily for us, is what I'll say. We had a good time seeing the people that we enjoyed, like Usher, Tiana Taylor, Ashanti and Ja Rule was there. We saw mm-hmm. Moneybag Yo. I didn't know a lot of his songs, but he had a great show. Um, who else did we watch? We also watched uh, Chloe and Halle was there as well. That was about it. And that that was some good money spent on them tickets for us to be like, oh, well, we only going to go to like four or five shows. Yeah, no. So never have to do that again. Yeah, I you? mean, I, I I know my limitations. I've done one festival years back and I was like, yo, this ain't for me. Yeah. Like we out here all day. It's hot. Mm-hmm. I really only want to see three of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I'll just stick to buying concert tickets and just sitting sitting my old ass down <laughs> um, yeah. in an air conditioned stadium or something because Yeah. Where, you know. So Yeah. And what's I'm so bl- weird is it was down on Independence Avenue, and if you don't know what that is in DC, that's right in between the federal buildings and the Smithsonian buildings. And there was no space. I don't know why this didn't happen on a national mall. I guess they didn't want all that foot traffic or whatever have you on the mall because mm-hmm. it does like tear up the grass and stuff like that. But literally it was on a, they had us fenced into one, one Avenue. Like just imagine taking four blocks of street, fencing them off. And that's the concert. It was bad. It was a, it was rat packed in there. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, at least you had a good time, and you can say yeah. you did it, right? We did it. You can say you did it. Never right, have to yeah. do it again. <laughs> Not for us. Um, for me, man, it's, it's been it's been a good week. This is my first week actually commuting to work. Okay. So I am now officially, what, an hour, hour and a half away from where I work, a drive. Okay. So, um, which it hasn't been bad. Like, I okay. know a lot of people was like, 
oh my god you're gonna be in the car that long and for me i i actually enjoy driving mm-hmm. like i enjoy being in the car um it gives me time to like just clear my head um just relax and like chill out because yeah. everything's so fast-paced for me so um i've enjoyed mm-hmm. it and i mean i'm i'm at work or i'm back home before i know it like it's really quick so gotcha. uh, i've been doing that but living at the in-laws this week um i think we're gonna end up moving up out of here <laughs> going to some empty bedrooms at another in-law house okay um, this is different you know i love i love my mother-in-law to death um but i ain't had to lock doors and damn near 20 years yeah. <laughs> um, so trying to get used to, like oh yeah i gotta lock these doors uh because mm-hmm. you just be walking in this is your house <laughs> um yeah so you know that's that's a little bit of different but that's been good um mm-hmm. i've been able to since i'm in the car so much i i bought an audible subscri- subscription okay so, audible if y'all want to you know, sponsor this pot, go ahead, right ahead. Um, but I started listening to 1619. Mm, um, and it's a okay. book I wanted to read, but I was like, yo, I'm not in the headspace. I'm kind of tired of all this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I started listening to it and yo, it's the things you actually don't know. Right. When you like <laughs> find out things mm-hmm. and this it's, it's it's shocking. So um, for those who haven't had the opportunity mm-hmm. to engage in that book, I, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm four hours in. It's 17 hours um, book. It's a lot of okay. content. A ton Is that of the content. Nicole Hannah-Jones one? Yes, Nicole Hannah-Jones one. Which okay. She has a, a ton of contributing authors, so it just isn't hers. A ton of researchers. I mean, okay. they did their homework. They did their homework, and they made a really thorough book. Um, and, mm. yo, it's it's enlightening. It's heartbreaking. Um, but it's so far so good. So I've been able to do that. So what is it? It doesn't explain like the history of African-American culture in the United States or history of African-American people, like our experiences and things of that nature. Like what is it? Or all of the above, all of the above. So the, the premise, the whole premise of 1619, it's, yo, black people built this shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Everything that is American is black. Like, we are embedded in it and the how we are consistently always trying to be written out of history, our importance in history. Mm-hmm. Um, 1619, it's a book to, to show that even before um, before the Mayflower, there are black people here who who built the foundation um, to allow for, you know, the Mayflower to set, you know, sale here and you know and then institutionalize slavery and racism and all those things but so right. for for the authors in this book and nicole hannah jones it's it's going back to 1619 when the first set of black people stepped foot here and ever since then like even before the mayfire which we were taught you know in, in middle school right um even before then there were black people here laying the foundation of what will become the united states of america and yeah I had no clue about that. Like I always heard 1619. I was like, I okay. I don't know what that date signifies. Right. Um, but now I know it's, mm-hmm. it's about the first Africans who set foot um, in the new country and the groundwork that they laid um, before slavery began, how it all started. So um, mm. yeah, I'm a, the, really I'm just starting the third chapter. That's what I'm saying. I'm three hours in and just now getting to the third chapter. Gotcha. Um, the second chapter was on race. Mm-hmm. Um, and that more of a heartbreaking chapter. 
because it really talks about how black women just never had any rights. Right. Um, and how race was used against obviously black people, but mainly against black women to deny them, you know, rights over their bodies to deny them humanity. Right. Yeah. So for example, when to allow for white men to rape slaves or gave white men the, um, confidence to rape slaves. They knew if, even if that slave had a baby, that baby will be a slave, right? Any, any, anywhere else in the world, the baby's race, it's determined by the father. Except Mm. back then it was determined by black. If you had it by a slave, it was determined by the woman. So you can always keep that black baby as a slave um, and and make money off of the babies. And so it, 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 you know, just gave more power to white men to wait to rape black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know how over the years, women have been black women have always been overly sexualized, um, always demonized for their sexuality, um, right. has been fetishized, um, and just yeah. not protected. So, um, it was a heavy chapter as it, when it got to those things, cause it detailed how, um, it was a story. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the young girl's name. Um, but she was 11 years old. She got raped gang rape twice um and it was like and she didn't get any justice from the justice system they blamed it on the 11 year old girl because she snuck out the house they over sexualized her um she was you know out here running loose and it was the parents fault um so stuff like that this man is so heavy regardless of yeah regardless of whether a child snuck out the house or not they don't deserve to get raped yeah but you know black black a black girl you know Wow. Okay. Young black girl there who can't control her sexual urges or whatever or over sexualized. So um I'm gonna keep wow. you know, I'm gonna keep listening to it. Okay. Got, got thirteen hours to go or something like that. Um but it's been enlightening. Um mm-hmm. so I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And it's my first, you know, it's my first book on tape, I guess you could call it. That's what they used to call back in the day. Right. So it's my first time listening to a book. I'm usually the one who reads them, but listening to a book mm-hmm. is different. And I'm enjoying it. I might get a ton of books in this year just because I'm gonna start listening to them. So yeah, Shout yeah out I had to Apple. actually cancel my subscription because I was falling behind and like listening to my books and stuff like that. But I definitely will um, pick it back up and definitely get that 1619. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good. Yeah, that sounds like, like a good read. I highly recommend. Like literally, as soon as it started, I was learning stuff and I was like, "Yo, wow, okay, this is this is great." So, okay. um, shoot. Yes. Off of that, where you want to jump in? I mean, <laughs> we might as well go to Title Nine off the same vein of yeah. rape and uh, all that kind of stuff like that. Yeesh. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the real biggest reason why I brought this up, um, mm-hmm. when we talk about Title Nine. It's one, it's the fiftieth anniversary. Okay, yeah. Um, of of Title Nine, um, being um, placed in the law, and for those who don't know, because typically when people hear Title IX, they think about sports, right? It was like it allowed right. women to participate in sports, which it did, yeah. but that that wasn't really the basis of Title IX. Mm-hmm. It just allowed for that. Um, Title IX basically ensures that you cannot be denied the opportunities or services by any federally funded institution based on your your gender or your race 
Yeah. That's, that's what Title Nine is. Right. So you, you are afforded the same opportunities and that's where sports come in. Right. If there's mm-hmm. men's sports, women got to have that same opportunity to play sports. But right. That's how women's sports, um, took off and really became like, the catalyst, I guess, for when people think yeah. of Title IX. For me, because of the world that I in, engage in in my work, when mm-hmm. I think of Title IX, I think of sexual protections, particularly around sexual harassment and sexual assaults. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the world that I navigate when it comes to Title IX. And once again, you're protected um, under that that law and that regulation. So mm-hmm. um, there's there were some cool things that happened because that, Things are happening because of the 50th anniversary. So um, there's a ESPN 30 for 30 documentary called Dream On. Okay. Um, it's about the 96 women's basketball team, Olympics Ooh. basketball team. And that one, it's a long one. It's about three hours. Okay. Um, but it really shows you like how far women's basketball have come how mm-hmm. f- much further we have to go, but also yeah. what those women had to go through just to be like on the main stage and like to be seen at, to be taken seriously in the game yeah. of basketball. Um, it's, it was a really great documentary on that one. Um, there's something on Disney plus. I haven't been able to watch it yet because I was catching up on Obi-Wan and um, mm-hmm. Mrs. Marvel, but 37 words. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's another, it's a title nine, um, documentary on fighting sex discrimination in colleges. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. And shout outs to the people who do that on a daily basis, right? Because that is grueling work, grueling work to hear those stories and to set up interviews and things of that nature. I was a, a deputy title nine investigator. And in my role, and even the little bit of work that I did for Title IX uh, sexual assault investigations was a lot. Yeah, it, I, I was in one case, mm-hmm. and that was it. Was too much. Like it was, it was heavy, 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 heavy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So shout out to this is people who dedicate their life to this work. Um, it is not easy by any means. Um, it's heartbreaking. There's a lot of unfortunate, difficult decisions you got to make throughout that process. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that's the, I, since we're talking about sexual harassment, sexual assault, that's kind of like the thing that the difficulties I've had with, it has nothing to do with title nine, but it's Sean Watson. Mm. Mm. Right. And, when mm-hmm. he wasn't criminally charged, right? It gave a lot of people ammunition to deny the experiences of these women that he's engaged with. Um, and I'm like, yo, I don't think y'all understand how hard it is to prove sexual assault. It, yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. And like, did you have you been keeping up with the Deshaun Watson stuff? I have not actually. Um, so, I don't know much about it. Oh, really? So no, I don't know I'm much give, about it. I'm gonna give you a quick synopsis. So, Deshaun Watson, I feel like he needs to go to therapy personally. Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, is this the guy with the uh, with the masa- masseuse? with the masseuses? Yeah. Oh, did you, yes. did you hear how many masseuses he had in a 17 month span? No, I think you t- you do text me about it one time, but I don't remember. 66. Oh, 66 different masseuses in a 17 month span. Mm. That is the essentially 
a new masseuse every week. Uh, that's awful. Like that is the most damning piece of evidence to be like, yo, I didn't do anything wrong with these masseuses. Cause I don't know anyone who, especially a, an athlete, when you find your masseuses, like when you find your barber, like when you find that masseuse or that barber that does it the way you want it, you're not going anywhere else. Yeah. So like, so he was having sex with them or like making sexual advances towards them. Or? So there's a, there's a New York times article that details a lot of this, a lot of this. So, yeah, so he will ask for sexual favors, um, whether that was um, oral sex, um, jacking them off or, or sex. Um, he will expose himself. He would just be really inappropriate in these in these masseuse sessions, according to allegedly to the, the women. Um, so, yeah, with he had 24 lawsuits, civil lawsuits against him. This week, he settled 20 of them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what people people need to understand that sexual assault and rape is not about it, well attraction is some of it, but it can, it, it doesn't even have to exist. Sexual assault and rape is about power. It's about, it's about power. opportunity to do it. It's about that man or person and their sexual desires and not giving a damn about who they take that out on or implement it with. And, and uh, there are people who don't want that shit. But shit, Deshaun Watson, and I'm, I, I'm, let me, let me look him up. I'm sure he's not like ugly. So like, go get some groupies. Yeah, I mean, it's that's why I say I feel like he needs to go to therapy. Oh, yeah. He needs he's, to go to therapy. He's funny the thing, looking, but <laughs> and the sad part about Deshaun Watson, it's you can. He's great in so many other areas in life. Like he uh-huh. is a huge philanthropist. He he definitely supports um, giving back to inner cities, giving back yeah. to the less fortunate. So like he has all these great qualities, but he has this one really bad quality, and that's taking advantage of his power by you know sliding into Masusa's DMs and then expecting favors on the back end. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks kind of he he's funny looking. I will say that. <laughs> but I mean, he's not ugly. His girlfriend is beautiful. God damn! Yeah, she is gorgeous. <laughs> so, but that's mm. so back to title nine. They want to derail off of that, but mm-hmm. that just got me to that point. Joe Biden did expand or propose some expansions to title nine. Um, the yeah. biggest things I will say in that it's one. Added, the added protections of of sex and gender, right? Um, yeah. So protection of trans um, trans people. Okay, awesome. I, um, so that also extends to trans athletes because you know how all of these states have been doing all these mm-hmm. trans bans and all these things. So Title IX oh, yeah. will now um, t- protect trans athletes, um, mm-hmm. trans students walking around our campuses, um, so they cannot. So they are afforded their rights and their due process as they are related to sexual assaults and harassment. Cause that happens to them. Trust me, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. So, um, yeah. And then he pretty much rolled back Betsy, the boss's evil ass, um, mm. policies that 
stripped away certain investigative rights that accusers had of their perpetra- uh, perpetrators. So it, it's getting back to giving giving accusers power in the process um, and not protecting um, abusers, essentially. So okay, those were the the main proposals that he's uh, he's pushing. So, okay, interesting. Okay, cool. Well, go ahead, Joe Byron. <laughs> now, uh, let's get to these loans, Biden. Man, <laughs> and and that's where and that's where I part ways with my love with uh, with him and his administration and things of that nature. Y'all playing, y'all are playing, and y'all holding this card in y'all pocket. And I know y'all holding this card in y'all pocket to reelection, and y'all gonna dangle it like a carrot over us. And mm-hmm. y'all gonna get reelected and not gonna do shit. Yep, yep. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So, yeah. uh, all right. Let's uh, let's oh, get yeah. to the topic we re- we have mm-hmm. been <laughs> waiting to discuss. Mm. Y'all gonna be mad. Y'all gonna be mad, but I don't care. <laughs> People have been mad about things that have been said on this podcast before, so y'all will get over it. You know what I mean? We got the microphone, so we got the opinion. I mean, whatever. so. Last Friday, right? Drake drops. Um, I don't even what is it, never mind or whatever. Uh, yeah, honestly, never mind. I think is what it's honestly, called. Honestly, never mind. Yeah. So he drops honestly, never mind, and of course, Twitter goes up in flames. Right. <laughs> one of my one of my uh, best friends sent me uh, a text with a picture from Apple Music, and it was categorized categorized as dance <laughs> because he hit me up like you're gonna listen to us like man i haven't really been checking for drake and damn near a decade now mm. like yeah. drake hasn't released any music that i cared about since i don't know views maybe mm-hmm. I actually like, I enjoy Drake's music and I enjoy Drake as a person now that I understand him. When he first came out, I did not understand him at all. But now I understand who he is and what he's doing. And I'm like, I appreciate you, Drake. I do. Yeah. So, needless to say, he drops, honestly, never mind. And it's nothing anyone expected. Mm. Like, that's like the best way to, like, it's nothing anyone expected. It's a dance house EDM type of release yeah right where mm-hmm. he's singing sometimes in key <laughs> uh-huh. sometimes in key sometimes not <laughs> sometimes the key sometimes not um and so people hated it right people hate it yeah like, they just hated the whole his attempt at trying something different which i don't knock him for doing yeah i feel like we don't give artists the opportunity to explore yeah. their artistic sides enough like we try to keep them in this box and he don't want to be in his box, right? So, um, I think of um, what's what's uh, the one album everybody hated from Common because he oh. also um, 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 what's the uh, name of that? But anyway, it was, a, it was Common, that one with Universal Mind Control on it. Yeah, it was the one with Universal Mind Control on it, right? Yeah, so <laughs> Common drops that, and you know people were upset because it wasn't what they were. Electric Circus—that's the name of it. Yes, Electric Circus. That's what. It so was. people hated Electric Circus, hated it, mm. right? 
Um, and, and it wasn't comes, bad. It wasn't bad. It's just not what y'all were expecting. That's even like, even though he's going off the rails, Kanye's Jesus. He tried something different there and people yeah. didn't like it. Okay. But as artists, you got to give them that leeway. So for me, when Drake dropped the house, I listened to it maybe four days after it released. Cause I just mm-hmm. like, I let the hysteria die down so I can give like my own listen. Right. You know what I mean? And all I can say is it's not for me. Okay. Fair me. enough. My wife, my wife enjoys it. She was like, Oh, that's perfect yeah. workout music. Cause she likes the beats. She don't care I anything about too. lyrics. She don't yeah. care anything about lyrics. She was like, I hear the rhythm. I hear the beat. I can work mm-hmm. out. Too. I'm like, yeah, it's music. good riding music. So yeah, workout music essentially. Cause yeah. I was riding my bike when I was listening to it the other day and I was like, Oh, this is like actually like good, good riding music that I can just, yeah. you know, sit and listen to passively. Yeah. And, um, but what's funny is someone on Twitter wrote for that, so- that one song at the end with 21 Savage, somebody wrote, Oh, so I guess 21 just pulled up with his own beats and was like, <laughs> hey, bro, I got my own beat for this one. All right. Because it's the only song on the album that does not sound like the rest of it. It's not House. 21 not, is not probably not rapping on no house. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's out of place. Yeah. Like, it's out of place. So, yeah. I mean, once again, maybe I have a different take on it just because I'm not, the, I'm not a big Drake fan anymore. So it's like, whatever mm-hmm. he does, I don't care. Like, I really don't. Yeah, like I'm not checking for Drake music in 2022. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but for I, I me, progressively like, enjoyed him, like grown into his music and enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, I was a huge Drake fan early on. Um, mm-hmm. Even even before he blew a Young Money. Um, yeah, back in college, um, I I was a huge Drake fan. Um, but mm-hmm. like I said, recently, it's. All of it just sounds the same to me, or he's trying to be somebody else. Like it's never mm. like I don't know who Drake is anymore, and I don't know. I'm not sure he really knows because his style switches with with what's ever end, right? Like mm. he, he switches up with the with the wind. So, but for me, <laughs> it, I was alright. This album was alright. Y'all don't like it, but what frustrated me mm-hmm. was what two days later. Mm. Was mm. it like two days later? It was literally two days later, <laughs> or or a few days later. Because uh, what Beyonce dropped that on a Monday, I want to say, or like yeah. it was like twelve a.m. on like a Sunday night or a Monday night, something like yeah. that. Or no, it was it was it was yeah, it was twelve a.m. on a two on a Monday night uh, going into Tuesday. Okay, yeah. So three days, yeah. <laughs> three days later, Beyonce drops uh, "Break My Soul." Mm-hmm. Which is dance, it's house. It's everything Drake dropped on Friday. Yeah. And while she's singing in key, y'all lost y'all mind with that song came out. I mean, they lost their mind, they lost their house, <laughs> they lost their mortgage, they lost their everything with that song. And I'm like, why? It's hey. It's mid at best. Like, <laughs> what? What? And then, like, it samples uh, Show Me Love, which is interesting. And it has Big Frida on there. Uh, and so it has a sample from Big Frida uh, from Relisha Wiggle. So you got two samples that create your whole song and your whole vibe. And there are parts in the song that I'm just like, this just doesn't go. Like, it sounds like you're just singing off a napkin. 
And then she raps in the middle of it. It's just like, yo, like, this, this is weird. Like, this isn't, it's not a good song. Yeah, like, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a very, like you said, it's mid. Like, it's a very okay song, right? The difference is she's singing on key and Drake was off key. That like, that's is. literally the only difference is she's on key. Drake's not because the lyrics are anything amazing like y'all pick out mm-hmm. little lines and and attach that to y'all life because she's y'all queen right and so exactly. she's speaking directly to me when she talk about i what i quit my job beyonce ain't quit a job beyonce ever. you ain't quit ever <laughs> you one of the hardest working entertainers in the business you talk about quit your job quit your nigga yo you wrote a whole album about your nigga cheating on you and how you was about to leave him and where y'all at now still married um, she talked about we back outside. I'm like, I've seen Blue and Jay. Uh, we ain't seen you. I ain't seen Beyonce. <laughs> you say you outside, but you ain't that outside, Beyonce. So, for me, it takes me all the way back to formation. Mm. It takes me all the way back to formation because this mm. was the same reaction with formation, right? When formation dropped, they made this Lost because of the video and the visuals. I was like, but if y'all actually listen to the lyrics, the visuals have nothing to do with the lyrics. She's talking about nothing. Uh, yeah. Sway Lee. You're I right. think it was Sway Lee from whatever that group was called. Uh, Ray Schremer. Ray Schremer. He wrote the mm-hmm. lyrics. So she didn't even mm-hmm. write those lyrics that y'all are losing y'all mind over. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it's the visuals. Right. And it's like I, this one I got in trouble way back when. My mm-hmm. my mentions was in on fire and flames. It was a dumpster fire because I was like, "Yo, Beyonce have all y'all pumped up over natural hair, and yes, she's still in the video <laughs> with a blonde lace front, <laughs> with a blonde lace front, Destiny's Child era braids. <laughs> like, she ain't rocking no afro. At one point, she's like a conjure woman, but y'all, y'all, I, I, okay, be great, be great." Be great, Beyonce. Be great. I'll let I'll let people enjoy things. But yes, you're absolutely right. Formation's video really had nothing to do with the actual song because you had her dancing in a in an empty pool in one shot. Then you had her doing donuts in a parking lot. Then you had her doing what? Uh, dancing in a burning house. Or, or, or no, that wasn't a burning. No, she was dancing in a, a in a traditional New Orleans house, and then they're mm-hmm. like head bobbing in front of that house. Mm-hmm. What else? And I'm like, I don't know what this visual got to do with that, but okay. But Lemonade was fire. Like so, that's what like. But Lemonade was fire. I mean, Lemonade was a good album. Lemonade was fire to me. Like, and I'm a Beyonce fan. I think where I get frustrated is. It's just the stands in these beehive. Like she had, she can't do no wrong in their eyes. And that's None. the biggest frustration. It's like, yo, she actually dropped a subpar song. Yeah, she did. Like it's subpar. Yeah, it is. If y'all hold her up to this high regard, then you should have the same energy you have for Drake that you have for her. Yeah, and that was the confusing part because people were like coming out in droves like, this Drake is trash, da 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 da. And I'm like, but at least Drake didn't have like double samples on a song that that consisted of the entire song or made up the whole backdrop of the song. 
And he also had lyrics that were intelligible at points and they're not contradictory to who he is, right? Like we know mm -hmm. Drake is Captain Sabaho. We know He's Drake emotional. is emotional. <laughs> yes. We know Drake is super in his feels all the time. And that's what we expect from Drake. But with Beyonce, like Beyonce is a super capitalist. Let's just say that because she's also selling mystery boxes that are what, $60, $70. And people don't even know what the hell, it, what is in them? It's like, she's telling you to quit your job, but she also selling fucking mystery boxes for $80. And then I'm sure her concert ticket is going to be a million fucking dollars, but y'all going to afford that off of quitting your jobs. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> be a dummy, be a whole dummy. Like I, yeah, I'm, and I knew it was going to happen. Like soon as she said she was dropping with resurrection or whatever it's called. Right. Like they already were prepared to just no matter what it was, mm -hmm. they were prepared. So I, I put on, you know, I put on my on my socials was like Drake drops a dance album. Y'all, man, y'all trash it. It's mm -hmm. terrible. Beyonce drops a lyric video. It's not even it's just like a lyric video. And it's like, uh, uh. Not uh, even a whole project, but a video. And off of that lyric video, off of that song, mm -hmm. y'all have like, oh my God, it's the best song of the year. Like, no, 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 no. Not even close. People Not say it's the close. best song of the year. Yo, I've seen people go as far as saying this is the best song of the year. Or this, uh, and this is going to carry us through the whole summer. I'm like, no, no, no. Y'all are going too far. That's way going too, too far. far. That is too way far. too far. I get it. Beyonce is an amazing talent. She is. You can't She's take it away from amazing. I will take nothing away from Beyonce. She's an amazing talent, amazing performer, all of these great things. But everything she does isn't platinum level. It's not. It's not. So, like, can we can we base every just judge her the same way y'all judge everybody else? Everybody right. else, and that's I think like, it's her performances that are that that are the best. And, and it's so know, weird because she's a great performer and a horrible actress. <laughs> <laughs> we got in trouble last time we talked about her. Whatever, actress. I'll 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 say it to the ends of the earth, and I'll say it in front of Beehive. Beyonce is a horrible actress. <laughs> And there's nothing you can tell me otherwise. This is the one thing that I've always admired, I guess, about the Beyonce transformation, mm -hmm. right? Because she used to be the butt of everyone's jokes when mm -hmm. it was Destiny's Child. Like the amount yeah. of females that hated Beyonce when she was in Destiny's Child, especially when they broke up, like when the when Farrah and the other one came back and was singing. I'm blanking on her name. When they both left, Latoya, Latoya, right? When Farrah and mm -hmm. Latoya left, it was so much hate and animosity thrown Beyonce's mm -hmm. way. Oh yeah, right. But she dropped "Crazy in Love" and like everyone forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone forgot. Everybody right? was like, "Oh, whatever, whatever." What right? And then she dropped Beyonce's self-titled album, and then it just been on, right. on up. It's been but. Yeah, man. I don't I don't know. It's it's confusing to me. Um I don't even know where to go. Like I, I just like literally I didn't listen to it literally like I said, I just listened to it yesterday. Yeah. So it dropped Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. I heard it 
yesterday. Yeah. I gave it what forty eight, seventy two hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I'll listen to it eventually. And I was I was like, Oh, let's let's take a break from this book and let me hear what Beyonce is singing. I listened to it once and was like, All right, cool. Uh let me put Kendrick yeah. back on. Like I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know what y'all want from. I mean, like, with the song title, I thought Jay Z had cheated again. I thought it was about him. You won't break my soul. And I she said, talks oh, about boy, she talks about how your love won't break my soul. Right? It's once oh. again. Like, and granted, I'm not gonna hold. I won't hold her lyrics to reflect where she's where she's at and what her life is because i don't do the same for rappers because rappers lie all day every day oh all day every day so okay you write music for your fans and i get that and so it is what it is but it's not that good Mm-mm, it's not and maybe it would be better if y'all didn't hype it up so much that could be also the beehive's fault as well I might look at this completely different if I didn't have to see 48 hours. Of, oh my God, it's the greatest song. Yeah. I see that like every other video, like that song is used now in every other reel or every other video <laughs> on Instagram. And I'm just like, okay, y'all, I'll let y'all enjoy things. I'll let y'all enjoy things. But it's average at best. Go ahead and enjoy things because that ain't. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Average at best. Um, <laughs> Mm-mm. As we as we come into the end here, I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about something. What's up? And I'm talking to strictly black. I'll say people of color, but mainly black mm-hmm. people because that's my 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 circles are black people and Mexicans. But this is mainly black people because the Mexicans that I'm around all have this. So mm-hmm. black people. All right. So for all y'all who've been listening or don't know, right? I started a new position. Mm-hmm. almost a month ago it'll probably yeah. it actually it'll be like a month tomorrow actually a full month so yeah. sorry new position a month ago and a, a great professional development opportunity came up mm-hmm. the college is sending 20 professionals to ghana mm, for nice, a professional nice. development opportunity it's really geared towards us figuring out how we can better support black students in higher ed and the theme is like, but you got to go back to where it started from, right? Got to go back to our roots to break down all these things. But anyway, okay. opportunity to go to Ghana. I've been there a month. I don't want to apply for it because I've only been there a month. There's okay. been black people on this campus who've been there 20 plus years, right? So mm. I'm like, these people who've been doing the work at this particular campus deserve to go. So mm. I'm not going to, you know, take someone's spot who may be more deserving. Like, if we get that opportunity again, then I'll, I'll apply in a year or so. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to Ghana. <laughs> and the reason why I'm going to Ghana is because when they had the meeting about interest and the application process and the selection process, one of the things that, that is required to have today, mm-hmm. because the trip is in September and we got to get visas, what Ooh. is required for you to have on hand today? A valid passport. Yeah. Yeah. And when I looked around the room and saw the dejection amongst all these black people, mm-hmm. right. Or the questions were like, why are we just not finding out about this? Like all these things, right. Which just not finding out because the opportunity just came like the president just found out about this opportunity a month. ago. Yeah. Like the president was like, Oh, let's do this. 
literally when she found out the day she found out she said let's do it and she found out a month ago so like it's not like we held on to this information for a year and didn't give people time like things happen fast it's opportunity but anyway all i have to say is this is a conversation i've had with my family it's yo y'all need to get passports yeah y'all need to get passports and the argument i always get is well i'm not going anywhere and i'm like you don't know that what yeah and you don't know you don't know that this is a perfect example of you don't know when an opportunity may present itself where Mm -hmm. you get an all paid expense trip to go somewhere like i don't have to pay anything out of pocket to go to ghana which going to africa is a bucket list item for me Mm -hmm. right and now I have that opportunity. And why do I have the opportunity? Because I have a passport. Right. There are like it. I mm-hmm. I felt guilty. I still feel guilty about it. I'm still going to go. <laughs> but I wouldn't feel guilty at all. <laughs> but I feel like, guilty. Oh, it's like, me. yo, we got to, yo, y'all got to get passports. Like there's yeah. no excuse not to have a passport in 2022. No excuse. Yeah. None. Get None. passports. Get passports. Please. And then besides, you never know when you want to get the hell out of this ghetto-ass country and go disappear in another one. Shoot. Because it's only getting more ghetto by the day. So, right. And it's, it's just crazy. Like, I just don't understand how that is not something that we, at least in my family, push Right. Like we're in the mm-hmm. process of getting our daughter's passports right now. Okay. Right. And people, and they're what, three years old and nine months. But once again, if we want to go somewhere next year, they're going to mm-hmm. need a passport. Yeah. Right. We, we love tropical waters, tropical weather. And if those things outside of Hawaii are not in us territory. Not. So we need a passport. So all y'all who want to go to Cancun one day and all these things, you, you can't get mad when your friends plan a Cancun trip and you can't go because you don't have a passport. Period. Like, get a passport. It's not hard. It's not expensive. Get a passport. That's it. Get a passport. That's it. And if you can't afford it, there are programs. You can look up programs on the Internet that will help people supplement uh, your income for. I mean, not supplement your income, but. Uh, supplement the cost of a passport. Mm-hmm. So there are programs that will, you know, uh, you can sign up for that will sponsor you or whatever have you. And just, you know, ask around. I mean, shit, we always quick to ask around like, okay, well, you know, you got $20 or $30 until Friday until payday or something like that. Ask your friends for like $50 to help you out. It's, it's like we, we pay for a lot of bullshit to make us appear that we have more than we actually do. Right. Right. Exactly. You can spend $165 on a passport. If you can spend $500 on stock X, buying some resale shoes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that's always like my argument, went, especially with like my brother and my sister, when they like, I don't have the money for it. Like, yo, I just looked in your closet. You mm-hmm. have the money for it. Oh, you got money. You get your nails done every other week or every week you have the money get a passport like that is not an excuse yeah so that for me when i saw that it was just a, it just reaffirmed my belief of like yo this is something we need to do and it's something that too many black people i know don't have one 
Because I start texting exactly. people like, dog, do you have a passport? And they're like, no. Why do I need one? It's like, why? What if we want to go to Cancun? Like, what if yeah. I was like, yo, I just got this all expense pay package and I'm inviting you to go. And now you can't go. Because you don't have a passport. Like, you never know when these opportunities are going to come up. That's great. So, yeah. black people get passports. Please. And another thing black people need to do, I've been thinking about it since I saw one of your posts mm-hmm. maybe three weeks ago. What's that? You was at a pool party. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was like 600 motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Around the pool was packed yeah. as hell. <laughs> but yeah, one. I mean, one dude. But that allowed one dude to swim like a fish. That motherfucker, <laughs> he was in there swimming, swimming, and did not want to get out the pool when everybody had to leave. He was still in there swimming, swimming, like he ain't been to a pool in forever. And this dude looked like he came straight off a corner, like selling <laughs> uh, 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 some some stuff. He was enjoying himself. I was like, "Go ahead and swim, King. God damn it, just go swim." And I think I've mentioned this here before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Yo, black people, maybe you old now and you don't, you don't get in water like that. I get it. But you got kids. Mm-hmm. Get your kids some swimming lessons. <laughs> it yeah. makes no sense for us in 2022 mm-hmm. not to be able to swim. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Not to be able to swim. And like, I, I make fun of pool parties. I know majority of the time pool parties really isn't about even getting in water. Like people come out sweating, yeah. eating, barbecue, chilling, hanging. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. But <laughs> I'll be laughing when I go to resorts and mm-hmm. I watch, a, we there for five days. I see the same couple for five days. I'm like, yo, they ain't been in this water in nope. five days. <laughs> Just dipping their feet in the pool. Now, when we went to Miami, it was these girls. They were getting lit in the pool. They ain't swim. They were walking around like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but they was in there getting lit. All they was doing was taking pictures, though. Mm-hmm. But still, learn how to swim. Learn how to so swim. I, I, I don't have confidence that they knew how to swim. And, like, it's, it's, a, it's a skill that you need, and you never know when you're going to need it. Absolutely. Right. I re- I hear too many cases of like people jumping in to save someone, save end up saving that person, but because they actually can't swim, they, they drown. drown and they drown, right? Or both of the people drown, right? Um, kids playing in water tips over, now the kids drown. Like it is a like yeah. as much as I make fun of my brother for his backwards parenting styles, mm-hmm. I was actually happy to hear him say, "Oh, but." My, I'm taking my son starts swim lessons next week, and his son is only mm-hmm. four or five months old. Yeah, but the reason why that's important because it teaches infants how to roll on a back. Right, right. They happen to fall in some water, they're in the tub, they can roll on a back, mm-hmm. so they don't drown. Like these things are like life skills, and yeah. Once again, it's 2022. We're no longer banned from using public pools uh, there's more and more communities mm-hmm. low income communities are getting pools yeah and that's good I see so that. maybe they're getting pools because they are on the verge of being gentrified but it don't matter they're right. getting pools <laughs> right <laughs> they're right. getting pools y'all mm-hmm. need to get y'all ass out there and swim yeah point blank period Right. Now, one thing I could never do is I could never let the, them, them white instructors who just be throwing them little black kids in them pools. <laughs> you throw my child in that goddamn pool, I'm going to punch you in your face. You sit my child in the pool correctly. 
Don't throw my child in no pool. I'm going to punch you. I promise you, you're going to get punched. Nope. I don't care what you do with other kids. You ain't going to do that. Not, not with mine. No. They, it's, it's an no. example to show you what they doing. But legit, that's how I learned how to swim. Mm, like that's yeah. how I learned how to swim. I was I was thrown in the pool as a kid, and they yeah. were like, sink or swim. Like you gonna figure this out? So I didn't yeah. learn. Eventually, I did take a lesson to learn how to like properly swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I knew how to swim when I took that lesson. It was just like, all right, this is how you stop fighting water, though. Right. <laughs> this is how you actually swim. Stop. Stop fighting the water. Hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I learned the same way. My cousins did that to me. I did that to my little brother. My little brother did it to my sister, and we all know how to swim. Know how to swim. It's, it, Period. And it's, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a it's it's a valuable lesson. Oh, absolutely, it's a valuable lesson. Absolutely. It's always fun. You so, never know when I get the urge to dive off into some water. Right. Oh, quick question, update. Do we have an update on that person who wrote us? about their suicide ideation yep so um they got a family friend Mm. who goes through therapy okay um to help them talk to their parents or to and because they use this person because they the family kind of looks up to them right it's one of Mm -hmm. those it's like an educated person they kind of you know they're doing yeah. something with their life. So the parents really look at them as a model. Yeah. Um, so that was, which wasn't a, uh, which wasn't an advice we gave on right. air at least. Um, but mean, it was, came to their conclusion, so. but that's what happened. And the, um, it, while they haven't took the steps to identify a therapist, do all those things, um, they feel more confident in doing it. And, the family friend is is willing to support and help, but right now the family friend is kind of the ear as to try to get more gotcha. comfortable. So, okay, but that, well, that's anything they can do to one. help. Yeah, no, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to circle back because I know you wanted an update on that one. Yeah, so that's good. what happened on that one. Good. Um, since that was an ask a fool, I don't have one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me either. Or I don't. I thought I had an educator of foolish, but I was looking at my notes. I don't have one of those either. Mm. Yeah, I don't either. So we are um, we about here, I guess, right? All right. So for one half of the educated fools, this is Doctor J, and I don't know what happened to Jarrell on that one. I don't hear him no more, but that's. <laughs> That's my co-host, Darrell, and we'll be back for another week. We out.